It's time for Inside Sports Medicine on Sports Radio 96.7 and 13.10, The Ticket, with your host, Dr. Tio Soriao, orthopedic surgeon and medical director of Texas Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Group. Get your sports medicine questions ready and call 888-787-1310. Good Saturday morning, everyone. Welcome to Inside Sports Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. T.O. Soriel. Live episode 856. Got two more left, 857, 858. This is your sports medicine current events show where the topics are ripped right off of the sports desk. Over the next hour, you're going to be informed, entertained, and hopefully learn something new. We have a bunch to get to today. Some of it is sports medicine. <laughs> Joining me this morning as typical, Brad Ballard. Morning, Doc. We have our usual crew on the other side of the glass. Um, hi, Brad. You said some of it is sports medicine as if most of it isn't. Yeah, well, so... The notes that I have for today's show, yeah, none of them are medical. <laughs> okay. None of them are medical. Okay. So we're going to have to... Sneak. The challenge is going to try to tie it in. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's that's not a difficult challenge since that's what we do every day. Yeah. Uh, training camp's going on. Injuries. Drama. A lot of drama in the NFL. I can't wait for college football to get started. I had a good discussion with a sports agent yesterday. I'll share it with you guys at some point about how NIL is influencing college. And he seemed to be very optimistic about it. He thinks it's influencing yeah. in a positive way? In a positive way, mm -hmm. yeah. Which, which I think the actual spirit of the rule is good, mm -hmm. which is, you know— allow these guys to make something off of their name, image, and likeness. Right. Uh, so I think the spirit is good. I think that it's I, – I agree with it. Because if you're a college student and you play football and you're at a big-time program, um, I don't know how you can have a second job. Yeah. You know, how do you have enough money to take your date to a movie and all that sort of thing? Well, it's about value. They provide value. Yeah for the university in the form of, you know, entertainment and dollars that come in. And so, you know, how can they yeah. so I think, monetize that? I think the spirit is good, and I don't want to get into it on this particular show today, on this episode, but, you know, how do you do this for the swim team? And how do you do this for, you know, the, the crew? Uh, so whatever, and I think the spirit is good, and I agree with it. I think the implementation, well, it's a, it's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that's not what I was going to talk about. There was a, there was some sports medicine stuff that was related to name, image, and likeness. Um, so here's some of the non-sports medicine stuff. Mm -hmm. So my kids who are 28, 30, and 31, and their significant others took Karen and I to a... I guess it, I guess you would call it a concert. It was a concert last night in a warehouse 
in the south area of Dallas by where the police station is. I don't know what that's called. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was a string quartet playing Taylor Swift songs. And I agreed to go. The setting was gorgeous. It was nice. Um, uh, it was it was full. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it's maybe two, three hundred people. Mm. And I I only recognized like two melodies out of the whole thing. Right? Okay. So I, I, I like Taylor Swift. I have respect for what she's been able to do. But it got me to thinking, is, is, is she the Michael Jackson of this current generation? Hmm. And but just because, I mean, she, so I, I looked, I looked some of the stuff up, and I, this has nothing to do with the show, guys. So I'm sorry, <laughs> but, I, but I, I, it was fresh on my mind. Yeah, and I mean, she's sold like 300 million records or some ridiculous number, and yeah, so that that puts her in the top echelon. Yeah, icon you know, for sure. With, with the Beatles and the Michael Jacksons and that sort of thing, and I wow. thought, whoa, 50 years from now, are people going to be Playing Taylor Swift songs? Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know, but I thought I would ask that question. Obviously, everybody in the venue, except me and my wife, knew every tune. Really? And there was no vocals. It was all a string quartet. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. um, but it did. It, it got me to thinking, of it. What, what is the, what is this generation's icon? Uh, as you're talking about that, and only because I'm curious, and this is for the, for the, the fact checkers in the in the back. So yeah, what? Who's bigger, Beyonce or Taylor Swift? I don't know. I I, I I'm gonna tell you right now because I, I know Beyonce recently came out with an album that everybody nobody like everybody's talking about. I can't I can't I can't name you a single Beyonce song. Not a single. I'll look here, but I'm pretty positive it's still Beyonce. But I don't think Taylor Swift's that far off. Wow, <laughs> man, we are we are old. I'm old, <laughs> dude. Jonathan, wow. what, 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 you chime in. I can't hear you. Yeah, I can't. I there can't. we go. He's got me up now. Right. I think Beyonce is bigger internationally for sure. Taylor Swift bigger in the States, but for sure Beyonce worldwide. Wow. Like Taylor Swift's like Grammy numbers are like, uh, and like insanely impressive, like all time. Like you could even put it above like somebody like the Beatles or something like that. It's so, yeah. So you're right. You're right about that. I came across it when I was looking it up yesterday. She sold out Jerry World two nights in a row. Mm. Dude, that's 100,000 people yeah. two nights in a row. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so I don't even know why I brought this up. <laughs> I have no idea why I brought this it up. It sounds like it was on top of mind because of this 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 concert or, yeah. like you said, whatever you call it, it last was, night. It was kind of cool. <clears throat> I still haven't seen that documentary from... Uh, uh, Which one? The one... Uh, that you mentioned that Taylor Swift, that Taylor Swift oh, documentary. You got to see that. Yeah. You got to see that. That's that's even more impressive. That's a couple of years old. And so also top in mind, top of mind, is the claims on ads on TV that go unregulated. <laughs> Why is this medical? Well, follow me here. I was watching some ad earlier this week about a bunch of kids playing in the playground, and one kid was shorter than the rest of them. And and I'm paraphrasing here. Um, is your kid the shortest one there? Blah, blah, blah. Is, is your it, kid the run of the bunch, basically? Yeah. yeah. Uh, drink this stuff, and within eight weeks, you will notice growth. 
<laughs> okay, wait, stop. Hold it. <laughs> is that not normal anyway? To I grow mean, if your child is six, whether he's the shortest in the bunch or... And is your kid the shortest in the bunch, be- bunch because he's got malnutrition or is he... I mean, because... You can't make a claim, drink this stuff, and you'll get taller. Right. And that's exactly what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you showed me the ad this morning. I looked at it, and I was like, man, that's a tough. They were on the edge. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they were on the edge of saying, drink this stuff, it'll cure cancer. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. when it comes to supplements, I think you can kind of make any claim you want yeah. and practically get away with it. Yeah, take this stuff, you'll see better, you'll feel better. Yes. And, uh, and who regulates that? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so that was the question. Is it is that a FDA thing or is that a FCC? F- I don't thing? know. I mean, but so so now I'm going to tie it all back to medicine. Mm-hmm. Before I do a procedure, whether it's PRP or A2M or arthroscopy, mm-hmm. we have a pre-op visit, and in the pre-op visit. We have to inform. Oh, we, I guess we don't have to. I, maybe you do. I, you have to inform the patient. You know what is this about? What could go wrong, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. One of the things that I always say is that this may not work. Yeah. That you know, there's an uncertainty of medicine. Sure. So if you have a success rate with ACL reconstruction of ninety eight percent, two percent fail. Yeah. Okay. So. I kind of focus on that 2% and I say, hey, this may not work. You, mm-hmm. you may need more surgery. You may have to have a brace. Mm-hmm. So in medicine, we are taught to be as transparent as possible mm-hmm. and not make any guarantees and that sort of thing. But on the flip side, there's an ad that says, if your kid's short, drink this. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, it's it's we're just we're taught so differently and wired so differently when it comes to claims yeah it is in, in that you know even if you know that it's a 98 percent success rate you've got to make sure you they know that hey you, you may get an infection well yeah the, well there's the science aspect of medicine um which doesn't really take in part the marketing of medicine you know what i'm saying like y- yeah um which i think one does influence the other, but when we talk about the science of medicine and, and, you know, sitting down and talking about the numbers and the evidence base that we have, you know, and part of us too is we're, we're managing expectations too. Yeah. Look, you know, so it's, it's tough to sit here and be like, Oh yeah, listen, you, you do this. Everything is going to be. And especially taking care of some of the new stuff, you know, yeah. we talk about PRP and, and stem cells and that, I mean, some of the new stuff, I don't know how it works, and I don't know if it's going to work, and it's not covered, and it's expensive. So, I mean, I'm nine times out of ten, I'm trying to talk my patient out of it. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, we got to take a break. We'll come right back. Inside Sports Medicine with Dr. Tio Soriel, orthopedic surgeon and medical director of Texas Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Group. Dr. Soriel's comments are meant for informational and educational purposes only and not as a treatment. His comments are not a substitute for a visit with your doctor. And now, Dr. Tio Soriel. Welcome back. Speaking of Taylor Swift, yeah, 
What song is this? Called Love Story. Mm. Not a... Not a, not controversial. It's one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs. I only know two. This is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other one that you know? Uh, shake it up, shake it off, shake it something. <laughs> I don't know. What is it called? It's shake, shake it, off. it off. Shake it off. Okay, oh, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, I've definitely heard that one. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh Welcome back to Inside Sports Medicine. Yeah. Yeah, this is Sports Medicine Show. So, yeah. Um, is that true that Colin Kaepernick got signed by the Browns? Did I, did, I, did I dream that or did that really happen? Or, okay. All right. Everybody's shaking their heads, but. Shaking I'm not their heads, sure. no? Well, apparently I may have gotten some false news. Oh, got it. Um, yeah, there's this the NFL's going getting started. You know, you've got non-contact knee injuries. The uh, episode ago or two episodes ago, we talked about the physics of sports medicine and, you know, bigger, faster, stronger, you got good shoes, good traction, something gives. And yeah, you get the, the non-contact injuries bother me. Mm-hmm. You know, be, there's two things that you get. You get tendon ruptures like the Achilles or the quad or patellar mm-hmm. and ACLs. I mean, yeah. those are the non-contact injuries that take guys out for the year. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and to me, it's, it's physics and mileage, but, but I do want to circle back to the uncertainty of medicine and the fact that we do our best to manage or, or be careful about claims mm-hmm. Um, not so much because we're going to get in trouble, but I guess you can. You can get in trouble with the FDA if, if you make outrageous claims. But um, but because most doctors want to get you better. Mm-hmm. And if we do something over and over again and we know it doesn't work, we quit doing it. Most of us quit doing it. Yeah, or at least for that indication or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there is an uncertainty of medicine and I did a, um, I did a second opinion on NFL player yesterday and it had to do with a torn meniscus lateral one on the outside. Mm -hmm. And, um, he had a scope, um, when he was in college, he's three years out now, uh, and then had a second scope last year and he's still having symptoms. Mm -hmm. And so not only did I have to educate him and his agent, but uh, there, everybody's up in arms as to why why this didn't work. Mm. Yeah, well, they sh- should have kind of told you that way back then, right? Um, a a torn meniscus that causes symptoms, which is normally pain and swelling. Sometimes, if it's a big tear, you you get mechanical symptoms too, like something is slipping in my knee or something's locking in my knee. But a torn meniscus. We don't have too many options with it treatment-wise. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't typically respond to the injectables, although you can get a cortisone shot and get some symptomatic treatment for a few weeks till the season's over. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just mechanically typically does not heal. So you either take it out or if it's torn in, torn in such a way, you put a stitch in it. Um, the problem is there's a high failure rate. And... 
if you don't, you as a physician or or a caretaker, don't explain that in advance. Right. Then you have all these second guesses and second opinions that that hey, why this? Why did this not work? Why is my knee still hurting? Yeah, yeah. And and the 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 challenge also is as a as a doctor who's treating someone and who's doing a procedure, you can do everything right technically. Hundred yep. percent. And and even see I mean, I've got objective findings that after I do a tenotomy or PRP, sometimes you get an MRI later and we can see improvement. Yep. But if the patient feels the slightest bit of some discomfort, even if functionally they are much better uh, the perception may be this didn't work. Yep, yep. yep, y- y- yep. You see what I'm saying? And, I, and I'm dealing with a D1 college quarterback right now with exactly the story you've described. Yeah. And, and Clearly better. Right. Oh, And ob- we've better. got objective signs that yeah. it is, but because there may be some, I may feel a little something, I'm not, I'm not better. Because the expectation was I got to be. I can't co- plant and throw left. Mm-hmm. I can do everything else, right? But I can't plant and throw left. Yeah. And I was explaining to him and his dad, "There's nothing I can do to make you 18 again. <laughs> there, there's, there's nothing I can do to to turn the clock back so that you can plant and go left. Right. Right. But the fact that you're still able to play at a D1 level. Yeah. Yeah. That's a win. That's a win. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 it's, this is, I mean, this is such an important point, and and. Man, you you said it earlier in the show. Managing expectations. Yeah, big time. There are numerous injuries in the world of sports medicine that we can't fix. We can make them better. Yeah, but we can't fix. Yeah, yeah, and and, and you know, particularly in this world, this is a great conversation because in this world of sports medicine, athletes and active individuals who want to get back to doing what they're doing, a lot of what we're talking about is function. It is function, right? It, it is. Can you can you go out and and do the thing, and at what level can you go out and do the thing after we implement some level of treatment? So the and, and oftentimes, and it, my my thought is that that person probably can go left, yeah, but it's not as it may be as explosive as it once was. But considering the circumstances and everything that was done. We got a great outcome. You nailed it. Yeah, it's, uh, and so <clears throat> two examples came up during our conversation yesterday with uh, D1QB and his dad. Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. ACL surgery. Infection, infection. And yet he's out there. Yep. And he's performing at an extremely high level. Does he have symptoms? I I'm guarantee, guarantee you. you. Yeah, for sure. Guarantee he's got symptoms. That knee's not nearly, it's not, no, no. Yeah, and he's got some stuff. Is he functional at a high level? Absolutely. That's right. How many Super Bowls has he won? Yep. Is he 18 again? No, he's not. Nope. He's not. He's 42. Yep. And and being, Joe Burrows was the other one that came up. Yeah. Um, Devastating injury. Mm-hmm. Devastating knee injury. Is he going to be the same as he was before? Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. He'll be different. Yeah, yeah. That that's the thing you have to wrap your head around is he's going to be different. Well, and it's a psych. We always talk about this: the psychology of healing. What you focus on expands. I mean, if you you know, and I'm not saying the person may not have. Let me make this clear: I'm not saying that you may not have some symptoms in that. It's I'm not saying that at all. Right. But 
if we're talking about function and performing on the field or on the court, yeah. that's my end goal for you. Yep. Uh, if we get pain-free, if we get symptom-free, dude, that is excellent. If you're one of the 98%, fantastic. Yes. But if you're one of the 2%, don't say I didn't tell you. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, so managing expectations up front is, 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 is big. And then walking them through it afterwards. So how does this relate to the other 49,000 people who are listening to our show? Because they're not D1 quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's the same story. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah. the same exact 100%. story. 100%. It is, look, you, you may not be on national TV, but playing tennis is important to you. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and if it's important to you, it's important to us. Mm-hmm. And yes, the, I, I have the same exact conversation with a D1 quarterback that I do with a 49-year-old tennis player. Oh, yeah. Same sure. exact conversation. For sure. Sometimes it ain't even tennis. It's day-to-day stuff. Yeah. You know, and and we'll try we'll try this. We'll try that. We'll try this. We'll you know, we're going to see. If we, I, I hate to use the word fix. I can never say, oh, let's fix this. Right. Because I can't. Um, but we can certainly get you better where you can play tennis. Right. You right. Know, right. Might yeah. you need might you need a, a, a brace? Yeah, you might. Might you need an Advil? Yep. Yep. You might. M- might you have some symptoms moving forward? Yep. Yep. You might. Yeah. And and. If if we don't discuss this stuff in advance, then I'm not doing a very good job of managing expectations. No, no, you're right. And listen, I'm guilty of sometimes just not making it crystal clear to them because afterwards it could be like, hey, you know, what what happened? I mean, which, but it, it's something that you get better at over time for sure. Which brings us back to the claims in that ad that makes your kids grow. <laughs> a- again, for an unsuspecting public. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to go buy that stuff. Oh yeah, little Tommy. Little Tommy is the shortest one in a bunch. I need to go out and buy that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. And if he ain't growing as fast, maybe I need to. Maybe he just needs to drink it some more. Yeah, yeah. Let's buy a case. <laughs> Let's get a case of that stuff and and some sports water on top of that. Yes, right. Yeah. yeah. Look, this is uh, we've we're in episode eight hundred and fifty six over twenty two year span, and. I would like to think that I've been consistent over the 22 years in that honesty with the patient, the doctor-patient relationship is paramount. And if we're all on the same page, we're going to work through this together, whatever the injury turns out to be. It, it becomes most of the second opinions that I see and Brad sees are not because somebody got the wrong diagnosis, but they didn't communicate correctly. Yeah, yeah. Or appropriately. Mm-hmm. And and while we're at it, I want to brag on Brad. Um, so we've worked together over 10 years now, over a decade. And while it's difficult to define a good doctor, you know one when you see one. You're you're a great doctor. You you have you have the right mindset. When you see a chart in the door, all you're thinking about is how am I going to help this person? Yeah, and 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 you go through the appropriate process. You 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 firm down your diagnosis. You you talk about treatments that have a good chance of working. Mm-hmm. Um, that's rare, and I have to commend you on that. Uh, that is, Brad Ballard's a really good doctor. Well, man, I appreciate it, but I mean, listen, I, 
the training continued after fellowship once I got to Texas Sports Medicine. <laughs> so I appreciate you, Doc. Well, isn't it isn't it funny? I, I was telling our young guy, um, just because you're done with fellowship doesn't mean you're done with learning. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> My learning curve skyrocketed when I got into private practice. I'd probably say the first few years at Texas Sports Medicine were probably part of the steepest learning curve that I had of, of all the training that I had. So you learn all these things in medical school and residency and whatever, and now you have to apply them. And and for the most part, you're applying them by yourself. There's, it's not a, hey, I don't have a staff guy and a senior resident yeah. and a junior resident and, <laughs> to and two interns. By. You know, I, I don't have a, a group of five. Yeah. It's me and little Tommy in the room. Yeah. And yeah, the learning curve is steep. And all of a sudden you learn things that, whoa, they never told me this. Yeah. It's the stuff we're talking about right now that was that was the, the part that you didn't learn in medical school is, yes, there's a difference between answer, getting the right question on the board question. Yeah. But is this really appropriate for this patient that's sitting in front of you right now? That's the part that was like, OK, yep. that was the steepest part for it, me. It, I could get the board answer right. It's 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 that transition from, well, this is what the book says, mm-hmm. to, this is what's going to work for this patient. No doubt. All right, quick little break. Taylor Swift or Michael Jackson? Michael. I think that's the correct answer. Yes, <laughs> correct. <laughs> All right, we're going to come right back. Inside Sports Medicine with Dr. Tio Soriel, orthopedic surgeon and medical director of Texas Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Group. Dr. Soriel's comments are meant for informational and educational purposes only and not as a treatment. His comments are not a substitute for a visit with your doctor. And now, Dr. Tio Soriel. Welcome back. Michael Jackson? Yeah, I mean, well... I probably Again, you asked me thriller. the question, yeah. Michael Michael versus Taylor Swift. I mean, I'm <clears throat> come on, man. I grew up with a Michael Jackson poster in my room where he had the flooded pants and the glove on. So you 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 know who yeah, well who I, I'm gonna choose. I, think I mean, that, I, I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan. Not that I don't think she's great at what she does. It's just I. Mm. Yeah. Well, so we were talking about you know generational music and stuff like that. Um. Where would I have? Where would someone my age have been exposed to Taylor Swift music? Yeah. I, I because you know you listen to classic rock, mm-hmm. and I mean, where would I have come up with that? The the new generation, I guess they listen to it, they download it and they listen to it on social media and stuff like that. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but same thing for me. Like I'm a, you know, I'm a hip hop fan. I, we were talking about Kendrick Lamar recently because he was in town. I know he's a talent, but with where I'm at right now, like I can't listen to that with the kids in the car when I'm when I'm rolling to the soccer game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So right. like even though I I I know he's he's a great artist, I'm not in that world anymore to to be exposed to Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to let that one go because I don't know who that is. <laughs> you remember the buses out here that day. Yeah, but, but I, yeah, yeah, you I, still don't know who that is. No, I have no clue who that is. Um, welcome, 
Let, let's let's go to the phones. Let's yeah. go to the phones. Uh, 888-787-1310. We normally take calls at the bottom of the hour, so that's where we're at now. 888-787-1310. Let's go to Mike from Arkansas. Good morning, Mike. What's up? Hey, how are you guys doing? We're, we're good. Good. Good deal. You uh, mentioned a while ago about, you know, a situation isn't always as it presents. And right. I've got a interesting experience like that. I, uh, I presented like a, a minor herniated disc for years, and I was always treated that way. You know, I went to multiple MRIs, seated MRIs, physical joint blocks, physical therapy, uh, <laughs> spinal decompression, you name it. And they could never find one, but they said that was always what it appeared to be. Well, it turned out to be why piriformis muscles were so chronically inflamed. Mm. I knew that. I, I knew you were. I knew you were going there. Mm. I knew you were going there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, and 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 you know, and you you actually told me everything I needed to hear when you started telling me your story. So one of the things cool. about piriformis syndrome. And Brad's really, really good at this. He he he's the one that we send all ours to. Um, so uh, the sci- uh, uh, this this is great. Um, the sciatic nerve is a monster nerve. It's a big nerve, and it goes from your lower back all the way down to your toes. And you've got one on the right, one on the left. Well, anytime you've got a pinched sciatic nerve called sciatica, um, nine times out of ten, it's pinched in the lower back. It's mm-hmm. pinched in the lumbar uh, because of a disc or a bone spur or whatever. But every once in a while, it gets pinched in the piriformis muscle because it has to go right smack dab mm-hmm. through that muscle mm-hmm. in order to get down your leg. Well, right. if if you do a lot of exercise, uh, I had a lady who was, uh, who was doing some uh, aerobics working on her gluteal muscles. Mm-hmm. Well, when you work on your gluteal muscles, you also – thicken your piriformis so she had classic sciatica but we couldn't find a pinched nerve i'm sorry we couldn't find a herniated disc so as you were telling me your story that's where my mind went well so this guy's got all the signs and symptoms of a herniated disc but he doesn't have a herniated disc so what's left how did did they figure it out how did they figure it out well that's what i that's what I wanted to say. I I, I kind of figured it out. You know, <laughs> sometimes you have to be your own your own advocate. No, you know? for sure. You got to you got to stick with it. And I researched and researched, and I finally came across this uh, this uh, procedure. You know, and I went. And I found an orthopedist in Denton, uh, Doctor Ward, and talked to him about it. And he said, "Well, you know, let's try it and let's do your right one. You know, it's not it's not going to ruin you if it doesn't work. You know, it's all it's, all it's going to do is turn your foot to the outside, I think. And he said, there's other muscles that do that. So he went. So he, when he went in there and he cut that muscle away from the greater trunk cancer, he said it snapped back like a piece of piano wire. Yeah, <laughs> so and, that, and was, so, that was pretty much it. And it, re- it relieved your symptoms immediately yeah, yeah. Wow. and had the next leg done uh, about three weeks later next wow. year but, uh, but isn't it but so going back to what we talked about in the very first um segment the uncertainty of medicine i am certain that dr ward said this may not work yeah yeah well he even said that absolutely he, yeah. he said you know he said well let's go for it you know i mean it says we've got nothing to lose you know but it may work but, he, he'd never done one before. But you're part. But see, you're part of the discussion. You're part of the decision making, and yeah. and that, that is as opposed to saying, "Hey, let's go in there and fix this." Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. No, right. I, I, th- this, look, I'm glad you called because this is, this is the way it's supposed to work. And yeah. you'd be surprised how often things like this happen in medicine. You'd be surprised. But I do have to say, man, uh, you know, congrats for sticking with it and being like, no, there, I feel like there's something wrong. I think a lot of people would have just said, you know, eh, I guess this is, I'm just kind of, how it's supposed to be, but but for kind of sticking with it, yeah, I, th- I think that's big. You know what I'm thinking though. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, yeah, uh, what I'm thinking is, why didn't the other doctors think of piriformis syndrome? Yeah. We do. You know, yeah. I, I know. I kind of feel like I presented a certain way, and they weren't going to look at me, but any yeah. other any other way, but that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, well. Nah. But anyway, everybody out there, just hang in there. You know, if you just stick with it long enough, you know, don't give up. You so, may, are you, you know, really calling? What it is? Are you really calling from Arkansas? Well, I lived in Dallas at the time. I lived in Denton, and that's where uh-huh. Dr. Ward was. But where are you now? So, I'm up in Bentonville. Oh, and yeah. how do you listen to us? Uh, well, I was listening to the ticket for years. Uh-huh. You know, I lived in Denton. I lived in Dallas for 26 years, and so I, li- I listened to y'all every morning as well. Well, and then, and uh, then the next show after that and so on. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the call. Hey, you guys have been great, man. Keep it. Oh, sorry. Sorry to see y'all go. Well, uh, be, stay tuned for the podcast. We, we've decided that we are going to do it, and it's probably going to be, I don't know what the kids call these days. We're going to drop it in October. Is that it? Drop oh it? Again, y'all, I'm no kid, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll get I'm not either. But thank you. I appreciate the loyalty. Okay. Bye. All right. Um, that's a great story. Yeah, it's good. That's it, it. It absolutely emphasized the uncertainty of medicine. L- let's try this. Let's try this. Um, and when I was putting this concept together in the cancer world, and we're not in the can- cancer world, mm-hmm. um, not every chemotherapy drug works for sure. Yeah, but you try it. Yeah. And 80% effectiveness. Yeah, I'll take that gamble. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Let's try it. But you, you you if if you've got an inquisitive mind, you wonder what is it about the 20% that this is not working on? Mhm. Mhm. And and this is this you know, this is what we do in 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 the science world. I'm not sure why the failure rate with a torn lateral meniscus is is so high. I don't know why. I, I, it's got to be some kind of a geometry or something. Yeah, but th- it's clear that there's more that we don't know than what we do know right now. I, I mean, and I understand that, which is why we do research, you know, but there's things that we just, there's things that we just don't know yeah. right now. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's it's funny we're 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 doing a sports medicine show on Saturday morning and and we've got great successes with ACLs and ACL surgery and recovery and all that, but nothing that I have is a hundred percent. And and I, I was telling a a family the other day, um, this procedure works every time if the diagnosis is correct. Mm-hmm. If if I'm accurate and I was talking about compartment syndrome, exertional mm. compartment. Yeah, syndrome. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, if if you have exertional compartment syndrome, which is pressure on the legs, and we document that with Dr. Brad's uh, techniques, and we release the pressure, it works. Yeah. And <laughs> I was proven wrong because it works. It worked on 
had a professional female volley player, volleyball player. It came back a couple of years later. Mm. So it scarred over, mm. and it came back a couple of years later. So we had to do it again. Mm. And what we did differently this time is we took a piece of the fascia out so mm. that even, so it couldn't if, come back so even if it did come back together, it wouldn't come back together as tight. Interesting. But, but you live and learn. That's yeah. why you practice medicine. You live yeah. and learn. Hey, this works 100% of the time. Oh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it doesn't. There's too many variables to to be able to say that with certainty. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take advantage of the fact that we have a radio show. Okay. This is blatant, and maybe the FCC will come down on me. Huh. We're looking for people at Texas Sports Medicine to work. <laughs> If you want to get into medicine, if you want to be an MA, if you want, if you want to be an X-ray tech, well, no, you need to be an X-ray tech. But Texas Sports Medicine, we've like every other medical practice I know, we've got like five openings: uh, athletic trainers, we've got uh, medical assistants, we've got front desk. Uh, go to the Texas Sports Medicine website, uh, TSMOG Texas Sports Medicine Orthopedic Group is that what it is? Texas Sports Med. TXSportsMed.com. You, you know, you'd think I started <laughs> the practice, I would know the website. <laughs> but I don't. Listen to me, TXSportsMed.com. TXSportsMed.com. Um, I'm sure somewhere on there, there is a email where you can email us your um, level of interest. But yes, we are looking for staff. Yeah. Coming right back. Inside Sports Medicine with Dr. Tio Soriel, orthopedic surgeon and medical director of Texas Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Group. Dr. Soriel's comments are meant for informational and educational purposes only and not as a treatment. His comments are not a substitute for a visit with your doctor. And now, Dr. Tio Soriel. Welcome back. What a mix of music we had today. Taylor Swift, Michael Jackson, ACDC. That's just how we roll. <laughs> just like the way we're dropping the podcast and um, yeah, l- l- whenever we do, dropping it. Uh, so on my, f- back in the old days, I had an iPod. Uh-huh. Now I guess we have it on our phones. Yeah. And I don't listen to Spotify. I don't know why. My kids all have Spotify accounts. I don't. Yeah. But so I have like a thousand songs that are on my phone Mm -hmm. and people are always amazed at the mix that I have. Mm -hmm. Like I've got country, Mm -hmm. I've got ACDC, Mm -hmm. I've got ABBA. Mm. It's just good music's good music. Yeah. I don't have country. I got everything else. I don't have ABBA. Um, (laughs) <laughs> okay. What's the? Well, because you probably weren't exposed to Ava. Uh, but I know there are songs that I've heard and that I probably like. I just don't know. I just didn't know it was Ava. So earlier we were talking about like Beyonce and Elvis and all the multi-hundred million records they've sold. Mm-hmm. So did Ava. Ava's up there. Yeah, they're top ten band in terms of record sales. Wow, it, it is. It is mind-boggling. Yeah, you you wouldn't think that, but. Globally, they're—I I, want to say that they're 
in the top five. Yeah. Wow. All right, let's go to Matt. Good morning, Matt. What's up? Hello? Matt? All right. Well, I guess Matt hung up. That's too bad. Lost his opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) Um. All right, let's uh, let's see what else is going on on the phones. 888-787-1310. We're about five minutes away from let's say we're wrapping, wrapping up here. So am I going to get in trouble for telling people to apply for a job at Texas Sports Medicine? Jonathan, <laughs> am I going to get in trouble for that? Nah. Nah? All right. Uh, yeah, T- TSM, Texas Sports Medicine. Uh, so college football is coming up. Are you excited? I can't wait. I can't wait. Talking to my... Uh, my friend who is a um, assistant coach up in South Bend, mm-hmm. and they're excited about the season. The Notre Dame opens at Ohio State. Mm. I know, I know. Brand new coach, brand new coaching staff Yeah, at Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are they not preseason number one? I, I'm, I think. I'm not sure who's the preseason number one. The, the, the head coach at Notre Dame, did he coach at Ohio State at he one point? He played He at played Ohio at Ohio State. State. So uh, I have a patient who's a pro who who played with the coach. Oh, really? At one point at Ohio State. Well, he's very likable. Yeah, and he said the, the guy is really, really cool. Yeah, he's very likable. He's young. Yeah, yeah. And to be, to be oh my goodness, the phones are going nuts. Um Let's let's go to let's go to what yeah who's that I can't read it too far away Nate Nate let's go to Nate hey good morning Nate what's up hey good morning Soriel how are you doctor I'm good I'm good what's up good Bilar what's up hey what's I just up? wanted to reach out to you guys I wanted to say first that you're educational thank you um you, you've been quite and thank you for being on the air uh, I joined up with you guys a year ago oh wow twenty two years thank you as well. Yeah, I know, and I'm I'm sad. I'm going to be missing you guys here in two weeks. But you all also, for Ballard, it'll get this. You're brilliant. <laughs> well, we no, we both got that. No, no, no. Yeah, no, we both got that for sure. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, you, you, this 47 year old man uh, is disappointed because he's not going to be able to play tennis as well as uh, I got to come see you guys. So uh, thank you for all your education over the years, well, and uh, I appreciate it. Be looking for this podcast thing. We're going to run that up the flagpole and see if, how to make it work. Uh, but you know, it's going to be the same stuff. It's still going to be about 45 minutes, and it will still right. drop on Saturday mornings. But you can get listen to it whenever you want to listen to it. So we'll see. Well, I love listening to you guys. You guys are great. And, um, you know, keep staying strong. Thank you. Appreciate it. That was good. It's good to hear that. That was good. Good to hear that. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about football coming back. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about college football coming back. Uh, obviously, at Texas Sports Medicine, we get busy this time of year. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were talking amongst our staff because we are a little bit short-staffed, mm-hmm. that um, I kind of passed on a decree. N- no vacations this fall. <laughs> Everybody, everybody's got all hands on deck yeah. this fall. Yeah, uh, football you know, season it gets. Uh, it gets football busy. starts, and then you know there's stuff. Basketball practice. Once once school starts, yeah, um, you know the sports medicine consults go up. Yeah, for sure. You know, right now I'm going to say most of my time is uh, college and pro guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
Everybody else is going to be coming in the next oh, couple 100%. of weeks. Beginning of September, it's it's you know, you're rocking and rolling by that point. Probably end of this month, really. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I I don't know that we're any we're any better than anybody else out there in the orthopedic, musculoskeletal, sports medicine world, but we give it our best shot, mm-hmm. and that's one thing. Hopefully, you've learned over the radio over the last twenty two years is that. Um, we always put our patient first, and when we see a chart in the door, the most important thing to all of us is how am I going to help this person? Yep. It, it's and that is that's old school way of doing it, and there's a lot of people out there that still do it the same way, mm-hmm. but um, but there's some that don't. So yeah, if 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 you see us at Tech Sports Medicine, you're going to get my best shot. All right, so. Uh, is UTSA supposed to be any good this year? Uh, I don't know, but they play UT at Tex at uh, in Austin. Oh, really? Yep, yep. So and, we're we're probably going to be there. And my Sam Houston boys open at A and M against an SEC team. Mm. I think they'll give them a good fight. I, I think UTSA will give them a good fight, but I don't think it'll it'll work out. But they will be because the problem is this: they're playing Texas after they play after Texas gets beat by Bama. Wait, Texas is opening at Bama? They're not opening at Bama, but... Oh, 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 yeah. So it's during the season. Yeah, so the very next week following that Bama game, UTSA plays Texas, and I'm almost certain, you know... Hey, look, I'm a I'm a Texas fan, too, and I just don't think they'll be able to touch Bama. I'm always intrigued by the opening game of the year. I'll, I'll always intrigued, because uh, sometimes you, 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 you have a soft game mm-hmm. uh, as a somewhat preseason. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you open up fully strong. Yeah. Like you're starting at LSU or in Notre Dame's case, they're starting at Ohio yeah, State. At Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 sets the tone for the season. Yeah. All right. That's a bit I mean, being from the Midwest, that is a huge game. That Notre Dame uh Ohio I, State? I can't imagine the ratings. Dude. Can't imagine did I say I was gonna be there? I'm gonna be there. Oh, nice. I'm going. So nice. my 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 niece goes to Ohio State. Yeah. So she invited us and we're gonna go stay at her. Her little apartment. Nice. All right. Inside Sports Medicine, episode 856. Next week. Oh, the boys are going to do it with that. Uh, 857 is going to be Dr. Blumenthal and Dr. Ballard. On behalf of all of us here on Inside Sports Medicine, until next week. Tell your friends.